Hi, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. In this episode, Justin Chesham, the head coach of men's soccer at Christopher Newport University, and Tommy DeNuzzo, Hampton Sydney College's head men's soccer coach, were at the Richmond Strikers College Night. I recorded their conversation about their seasons, recruiting, and the matches they were watching. This is an informative conversation that I'm certain you'll find helpful. We plan on being at more of these events, talking to coaches and student-athletes. Let me know what questions you have. Special thanks to the Richmond Strikers and Glenn Gray for inviting us out. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com. Yeah, so it's, it's good motivation for next year already and to uh, hit the recruiting trail hard and uh, sure. bring in some, uh, some good players to add some depth. But realistically, though, we've now had – it happens fast. So we, we came in, we scrimmaged each other, got to, go, got to know our team, and two and a half, three months later, it's over. And we now have to start fresh. And So where do you think you are with your roster and kind of what's, what's, what's it look like recruiting now and moving forward? Yeah, so we think we have a good group coming back. We have 24 returners. So we'll look to bring in seven, eight guys for next year, be, be right around 30, 32. Um, yeah, so no, we, we feel pretty good about it. And uh, you and I were talking about this earlier. Neither one of us has any commitments right now for this 2024 class. Right. And I think that's the case with almost every D3 program, at least in Virginia, just because everything's taking so much longer now um, for these kids to make decisions with the transfer portal, with fifth-year guys sticking around. So it just seems like a – a longer process but we're certainly in the thick of it now so you, you agree with that a hundred percent it's definitely the, the trickle down from the portal and the covid and everybody having bloated rosters you, you definitely are seeing those effects and uh but like we were talking about earlier uh we're going to a big event this weekend and i said it last year if you if it in december middle december if you don't have any commitments you you can still find so many good players and well here we are in that situation so uh I'm hoping what we said last year was true, but you said something uh, a minute ago that I would love to address because I get the question all the time. You said, you know, we, we're bringing back 24 players, and while well, all the kids are recruiting currently play on rosters of 18 or less, and so most of these kids hear 24, and they're like, wait, you're bringing in eight, nine kids? Like, how big of a roster do you have? How much do you need? And you get all those questions in recruiting. I get them all the time, and, you know, so kind of what's your answer to that? How do you address that? So, I mean, we just talked about it. The season is so condensed. It's mid-August to, to mid-November, if, if you're lucky, and then maybe a little bit more from there. Um, but it's so condensed. The volume of games is so high that we had 32 on our roster this year, and that seems like a lot. But at times, we had 22 healthy guys or 23 healthy guys. So I think it's an appropriate number, and you got to have some extra players to deal with the different injuries or – whatever might come up during the course of the season. So, yeah, I think we've learned that you have to have that number. It sounds like a lot to these kids, but I think they find out pretty quickly um, you have to have some extra bodies there um, because of some attrition during the season. 
Sure, uh, absolutely. I mean, the uh, like this year for regular starters, we missed. We had forty-one missed games, and well, that's a lot. We had eight different starting wow. lineups in the back, you know. And so you have that much chaos. You know, you need to you need to have plenty of options to work with from there. And so I, I agree. I think that uh, for recruiting purposes, you listen to this podcast. You got a young man you're trying to you know send somewhere. I don't think the question needs to be what's your roster size. I think the question needs to be. Well, I'm a forward. How many forwards do you have? And, you know, we talk about this. You can go online right now to Hamden City's website and CNU's website. And, oh, wow, they have four. Two of them are seniors. Okay, like they're going to need some guys for this class. And so, you know, there's different reasons for for having the large roster size as well. I mean, I, I have a few guys on my roster that uh, I just love so much. And, like they've been told they're probably never going to play, but they're good kids and they, they, they bring a lot to the locker room and I care about them. And so they still have a spot. I'm not going to remove them. And so, you know, realistically, we, we played about 24 guys, pretty good minutes this year. And, you know, you need to have close to 30 to make sure you're protected with that. And, you know, to get to 32, 34, whatever it is, that's not a, that's really not that big of a, an ask. And so, you know, just make sure if you are talking to a coach, you're asking the right questions specifically about the positions that your kid plays. And I think you'll get much better answers than just simply, uh, you know, why do you have 35 on your roster? For sure. And, and also, I mean, things change quick. Like you just said, during the course of the season, we, we played three different goalkeepers this year because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, we played three different guys at, at other positions too. I'm thinking of left back on our roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, things change quickly. So that's why you have depth in these positions. So you're prepared when injury pops up or, or somebody has, you know, something else unexpected. So you just got to be ready for those things. Sure. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, <clears throat> we're up here right now. We're watching the, uh, the Richmond strikers college night. Uh, it's a pretty good game going on right now. Uh, actually Glenn, Glenn, Glenn's coming back around here shortly. Been on the podcast a few times. Uh, Tomorrow, we are heading down to, to South Carolina. You're going down tomorrow as well? We're going down as well. Yeah, so we'll spend a couple of days down at the ECNL Showcase, and then what do you have the rest of the, the rest of the winter before and right after the holiday? I'm, I'm go- coming back from South Carolina, and then uh, I head to Phoenix the next day for the MLS Next event. Nice. We're going to do that, and then we have some other different ID camps coming up. I know VDA is a big one in mid-December. Um, and I'm sure there's some others I'm not thinking of. So all, all sorts of. There's a small one in Newport News that you. Uh, oh, sorry. You were forced to attend. <laughs> that's right. We'll be so, at that too. That's right. We'll be at that too. Divide December sixteenth. Christopher side. Newport. You're gonna be able to. You know, William Mary's there. Hamden Sydney, and the numbers are, are starting to climb a little bit. So we're. Well, that's a great camp. We're looking I, at I bringing a few. Yeah, great, there you go. Camp. We Good feed you well days. there. We'll feed you well. You want to go to Harpoon Larry's again? Everyone does. That's a good one. That's, that's why we do it. Some good chow. So, well, you got any fun recruiting stories that have happened in uh, recent year? This year, anything fun come out of it? Any horror stories? Uh, not yet that that I'm thinking of, but I'm sure there'll be some for you very, very soon. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's probably the key one. Uh, you know, right now, people talk about the transfer portal a lot. Uh, you check it. There's probably a hundred new kids a day that enter the transfer portal. I, I think at the this number time of year earlier was maybe 1600 or 1400 right. something insane and that's you know it makes sense to a point you know all the seasons are ending now and these kids are having their exit meetings with coaches and uh some of them are just skipping straight to the portal or they're finding out some news from their coach or whatever or they just it's time to move on you know for whatever reason so 
that's also a massive, massive situation for all the college coaches. But what do you think of this game so far? It's been pretty good. So it's, uh, it's always weird to go watch a game and it's uh it's an A and a it's it's two teams from the same club playing each other and uh they Agreed. know each other so well, and and, and one of these uh, teams put, played a game last night too. So a lot of volume for uh, right. these strikers teams lately, but but good event and easy for us to come out and get eyes on these guys. Yeah. So we're glad they do it. So how's the schedule look for Hamden City next year? Um, difficult per usual. So we're we're excited. We're uh, we'll play once again a lot of the top teams in the region. Um, we're going out to Newport News to. Scrimmage, you guys. So we got that huge 120 minute scrimmage. Yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) So no, should uh, should be good. We're gonna go out to Chattanooga, play a couple games out there, which is a little bit different for us. Yeah, you playing Rhodes? Who you playing out there? uh, Rhodes is in Memphis. Sewanee and Covenant. Oh, nice. And then uh, no Jefferson with the uh, out of here. No, no making a cameo. Who? Who? <laughs> and then we're gonna play a couple games in Richmond. We're gonna play Rhodes College from Memphis, and we're gonna play Mountain Union from Ohio. Ooh, um, all right, really, really good last year. They were ranked in the top ten for a while, so they're they're gonna come out. Um, so yeah, I gotta be honest. Be I'm, I'm bummed that that scrimmage fest has turned into a uh, regular season fest because I really enjoy that. But you know, we're we're hosting that weekend, and so you guys are hosting every weekend <laughs> we are actually it's uh we got who do you four. guys have who do you have in those early weekends we're doing four straight now so we're four straight to start the season so uh yeah and it's it's not easy uh actually we have 16 games on the schedule not including the two scrimmages and uh eight of them were in the NCAAs. 11 of them were regionally ranked so we're uh wow. we've got ourselves we got our hands full so that's, why you need 34 kids that's another reason why i need some more guys i need Six more coaches. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season. We're we're excited about it. Uh, you know the usual suspects, but the the non non local teams that we're you know I say local non region teams that we play. So we'll play Rowan's coming into town. Nice, uh, great team, of course. Colorado College Elite Eight. Um, let's see, John Catholic will be there again this year, and then uh, Rosemont, who we played two years ago in the in the NCAA tournament. And uh, and then, no, no, we were hoping to play them this year. Actually, we were supposed to play them out in Colorado, and didn't work out. Um, and then we're going to go out to Ohio and play Kenyon and Denison in the same weekend. So, uh, my guys aren't getting any days off this year. So we're going to get after it. We'll see. We'll see if I got any guys left after that. You're going to have a heck of a strength of schedule again. Yeah, yeah, but you got to have some wins. You can't just yeah. We have a great SOS, so you need to need to get to ten. Hopefully, we can. It'll be, it won't be easy, that's for sure. Talk about um, some of the kids that you brought in in the fall and, like, how they've panned out as freshmen. And, yeah. You know, sure. Like, well, are, Were they what you thought? And, uh, well, we had an exit meeting today, actually, with uh, Yaz from the Virginia Union. And uh, it was funny because it started off with uh, – you remember how bad I was against Hamden Sydney? It was just funny how he said that. You and know what? I was, I was like, dude, was, you were terrible. I was against talking Hamden about that with one of your assistants the other day because <laughs> we knew him from club. We know he was a good player. Yeah. And I know he finished the year really strong. Yeah. But I mean, you guys were just like, I mean, he was, you could tell he was a freshman that day that was growing up quickly. And you guys were exposing the things that we thought could expose him. And uh, he, he had to learn the hard way. And, uh, 
I'm glad it happened in a scrimmage and, uh, you know, not in the NCAA tournament. But by the end of the year, he starts in the, the, the two games we played in the NCAA. So, you know, he's a, he's a great example of coming in and, you know, get, getting, your, getting your licks and figuring it out and growing and developing and trusting the process and getting to the point where you're, you're making a major impact. I mean, I think that we all have kids like that every single year. Yeah, we uh, same deal. We had guys that started, like you just said, um, you know, got off to a tough start and then grew into the season from there, which is pretty typical for for freshmen. Um, we had you know a, a young man come in and start every single game, middle of the field for us is as that a Kaden? freshman. Kaden, yeah, yep. I was super impressed with him in our scrimmage. We had another that like barely played against you guys and then went on to be the conference rookie of the year and score seven goals. Tennessee kid. Yep. Um, it's good so, get. It's good get. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's up and down. And then others that, that didn't get opportunities till the end of the year, but, but stepped up big time that we expect a lot from. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's generally how it goes. It's usually all over the place. And usually you have at least an idea of, of what, uh, what it can look like for these kids. And, and then you just don't know how they're going to adapt um, right away. But that's why there's such a great opportunity in the offseason to uh, now that their feet are on the ground mm. to – to really keep you know using some of this positive momentum some of these guys have built up i have to remind kids every year it's like you're a good player from a good team so is everybody else on this roster i mean all of us are recruiting the top kids from good teams and it's a different game the college game is different than the club game and uh, you have to adjust everybody's got a different timeline some kids can adjust pretty quickly some kids need a month some kids need the entire season and it doesn't mean you're not going to be the best player on the team in year two or year three it just means that's what you needed so you could figure out the game and the speed and let the game come to you, and it slows down to the point where you can actually be who you are as a soccer player. And so uh, hey, I was we, happy with we, our class. And, and we talk about on our staff every single year, there's a guy or two that they're, you know, in the fall, their freshman year, maybe they didn't have a major role, maybe they had a little bit of a role, and then they show up at the start of spring season and they're a different player. They've been yeah. timing in the weight room. Oh, yeah. They're confident, and uh, yeah, they they go from there. So we're we're looking forward to seeing which guys um, that'll be true for. Well, last year we play uh, we played William Mary in the spring game, and I'm looking at some of my guys, and I'm like, you look so different than when you checked in, just so different. I mean, a year of eating like a college kid and working out like a college kid and growing up, they become you know little little men at that point. And you're like, yeah, you're, I would have loved you've looked like this in August. I could have used this guy in August. And you were helping us as a freshman. And just imagine how you're going to be if you keep keep that rate going and, and move into a spot where you're going to be a really good player as a sophomore. I mean, that's that's what the spring's about. We're going to be able to really, really pierce it. These guys. Uh-oh. Mac, how we doing? We got a legend rolling up here. What's up? How are you? What's up, Pete? Good to see you, man. I'm Scott This is Scott Cooper. How you guys doing? Awesome. Good. We're doing a podcast right now. What do you think? No, you're on it. No, Come no on. you're on Come it. Come on, man. You need to be on it. Coaching legend. This is all good. Ask Max some questions. Yeah. That's what we need. Give us give us a uh, a recruiting story, Coach. For me? Sure. You give us well, yours? I don't think you're allowed to do that stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, you got any other questions? That might be a good stopping point. I definitely would uh, wouldn't go with the the devil record stuff. Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Match Play.
If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com slash matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on matchplayrecruit.com for our social media links. See you on the trail.